Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business English Podcast. I'm your host Rob and I'm here to help non-native English professionals take their business English to the next level. We know how crucial English is in the global business landscape and we are here to guide you one step at a time. Today we're delving into a topic that everyone needs to master regardless of your industry or role. It's a skill that, when done right, can help you navigate your professional interactions with respect, courtesy and clarity. We're talking, of course, about requesting permission correctly. Asking for permission in English might seem straightforward, but it is actually a nuanced area that can reflect your cultural understanding, your ability to communicate effectively and your respect for others' boundaries. It's not just about what you say, but also how you say it. We're going to break it down for you today and provide practical tips and examples to enhance your business communication skills. Why is this important though? Well, when we're working in a professional environment, especially when it's multicultural, requesting permission correctly can prevent misunderstandings and foster a respectful work culture. It can make the difference between causing offence or establishing a smooth professional relationship. So, whether you're asking to leave early, requesting to use resources, or seeking approval for a project proposal, by the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer understanding of how exactly to frame your requests in a way that's both polite and effective. So, let's dive in and start exploring the ins and outs of requesting permission in business English. But first, play the tape. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast. Helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. All right, let's start with understanding what we mean by requesting permission. Well, at its most basic level, requesting permission is about asking someone to allow you to do something. It's a fundamental part of communication in a business environment. Let's face it. From a simple, may I come in, when you're entering someone's office, to could I take this Friday off, when you're speaking to your supervisor. We are constantly in situations where we need to seek permission. It's about acknowledging the other person's control over a situation or resources and respecting their autonomy in granting us the green light. The way we structure our permission request can vary. Typically, it includes an address to the person we are asking, like, excuse me, John, a polite question seeking approval, such as, would you mind if I, or could I please followed by the specific request. And it's always a good idea to close with a thank you as a polite acknowledgement. Well, you might be sat there listening to this thinking, well, it sounds simple enough, right? But when English isn't your first language and when you're communicating with someone from a different culture, things can get a little bit trickier. The context, the level of formality, your relationship with the person all of these factors can influence the way we ask for permission. And that's what we're going to explore in this episode. How to navigate the subtleties of requesting permission in English in various business contexts. 
So, whether you're emailing your boss about a vacation request or asking a colleague if you can use their stapler, we've got you covered. So, next up, we're going to dive into the difference between formal and informal requests and when you might use each of them. So, stay tuned. Okay, now that we've discussed and covered a few basics of requesting permission, let's dive a little deeper. It's important to know that not all permission requests are made the same. In fact, depending on the context, your request might be formal or informal. Formal requests are often used in professional settings, especially when interacting with superiors, clients and people you do not know. They're generally more polite, a little bit longer, and can involve more complex sentence structures. For example, instead of saying, can I leave early today, which is quite direct, let's be honest, and informal, in a formal setting, you may say, I was wondering if it would be possible for me to leave a little bit earlier today. I was wondering if it would be possible for me to leave a little bit earlier today. Notice how the second sentence is softer, a bit indirect, and overall more polite. Informal requests, on the other hand, are more common with peers, subordinates, or in less formal working environments. They're usually more direct, shorter, and use simpler language. So, with the same example, if you're asking a colleague to switch shifts with you, you might say something like, Hey, can we swap shifts next Tuesday? Hey, can we swap shifts next Tuesday? This one is more casual and to the point. Keep in mind, neither formal nor informal requests are inherently better or worse. They're just different tools you can use depending on the situation. It's about assessing the relationship with the person you're asking, the cultural context and the nature of the request itself. The key here is flexibility and adaptability. The more you can adjust your language to suit different situations, the better communicator you'll be in the world of business. Great. Now that we've understood the difference between formal and informal permission requests, it's time to look at some language and vocabulary you can use when making these requests. Now that we've differentiated between formal and informal requests, let's learn about the language and vocabulary used in these scenarios. This is where we get down to the nitty-gritty of phrasing and sentence construction. A lot of English learners get stuck with can I or could I when asking for permission. While these phrases are commonly used and generally acceptable, there's a wealth of other expressions that you can use to make your language more varied and nuanced. Let's start with three formal phrases. 1. I was wondering if... I was wondering if... 2. Would it be possible for me to... Would it be possible for me to... 3. Do you think I could? Do you think I could? 
These phrases are less direct and therefore considered more polite in formal contexts. For example, I was wondering if I could use your conference room this afternoon. Now, let's look at three informal requests. 1. Is it okay if? Is it okay if? 2. Can I? Can I? 3. Mind if I? Mind if I? These are much more straightforward and casual. So, with a close colleague, you might ask, Mind if I borrow your stapler? Now, it's important to note that the context can change the perceived politeness of your request. A can I might be perfectly polite in a casual, friendly office, but it might be too direct in a more formal or hierarchical culture. We also have to consider the element of direct and indirect requests. An indirect request often uses conditional language to make it seem less forceful. For example, instead of saying, I need the report by Friday, an indirect request would be, if it's not too much trouble, could you finish the report by Friday? If it's not too much trouble, could you finish the report by Friday? The indirect request appears more polite and less commanding. Mastering the balance between direct and indirect language can be a game changer in how effectively you communicate in business English. But don't worry, it's something that comes with practice and exposure to different business contexts. So, keep these phrases in your English toolkit, but remember, the choice between formal and informal, direct and indirect, depends on the situation and the person you're talking to. Up next, we'll discuss the role of intonation and politeness when making requests. Now, before jumping into the next section, I wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that if you wanted to get more out of the Business English podcast, then that is possible. For example, full transcripts complete with timestamps so you never miss an expression, phrase-focused one-pages to quickly refresh your memory before that next last-minute meeting, pronunciation support to assist with the trickier elements of business English, live read-along transcripts, quizzes, and much more. If this sounds like it could be useful, then the Business English Podcast premium subscription could be for you. Check out the details at the link in the show notes. Right, on with the show. Okay, we're going deeper down the rabbit hole into the fascinating world of business English and today's focus is on requesting permission correctly. We've already discussed the basics, differentiated between formal and informal requests and explored the language and vocabulary you can use. Now let's turn our attention to a subtle yet crucial aspect, intonation and politeness. When we're learning a new language, it's not just the words and phrases that matter. It's also how we say them. Intonation, or the rise and fall of our voices when we speak, can significantly change the meaning and perceived politeness of our requests. 
Let's take a simple example. Imagine you're asking, can I use your laptop? If you phrase it with a rising intonation, it sounds more like a genuine question, indicating that you are open to a yes or a no. But if you use falling intonation, it may come across as more of a statement or demand, which might not be as polite. Now, this is especially important for our listeners whose native languages might use intonation differently. Misusing intonation can unintentionally make your requests sound too direct or rude. So, listen to English speakers, imitate their intonation patterns, and don't hesitate to practice out loud. Beyond intonation, there's also the broader concept of politeness. In English, we often use softening language to make our requests more polite. For instance, here are three softening phrases. 1. I was wondering. I was wondering. 2. Would it be possible? Would it be possible? 3. If it's not too much trouble. If it's not too much trouble. These softening phrases can make your requests come across as more respectful. We also tend to use please, thank you and sorry quite a bit when making requests. Some cultures might find this excessive, but in English-speaking business environments, it's considered part of being polite and respectful. So, the next time you're making a request, consider not just your words, but also your intonation and politeness markers, if you will. It's these small details that can make a big difference in how effectively you communicate. In the next section, we'll talk about the cultural considerations when requesting permission. So, in the last section, we explored how intonation and politeness markers can impact your requests. Now, let's broaden our lens and talk about the cultural considerations when requesting permission. As the world of business becomes increasingly global, we often find ourselves interacting with colleagues, clients and partners from diverse cultural backgrounds. What's considered polite or acceptable in one culture might be seen as rude or odd in another. This cultural variance holds true when we're making requests as well. For instance, in many Western cultures, directness is valued and requests are often straightforward and to the point. On the other hand, in many Eastern or high-context cultures, requests can be more indirect, with an emphasis on maintaining harmony and face-saving. Let's take, for example, if you're requesting permission to leave early from a meeting. In a direct communication culture, you might say, I need to leave at 5pm, is that okay? However, in an indirect communication culture, the same request might be phrased as I might have another commitment at 5pm. Would it cause too much trouble if I had to leave a bit earlier? Another cultural aspect is hierarchy. In some cultures, the social or professional status of the person you're speaking to can significantly impact the language you use with your requests. In more hierarchical cultures, requests to superiors tend to be more formal and deferential. But don't let this overwhelm you. The key is to observe and learn. Pay attention to how your colleagues and partners communicate and don't be afraid to ask questions if you're unsure.
Most people appreciate the effort you're making to adapt to their communication style. Above all, remember that effective communication is about clarity and respect. As long as your requests are clear and you show respect for the other person's position and autonomy, you're on the right track. Okay, so as we approach the end of this episode, let's take a moment to recap what we've learned about requesting permission correctly in Business English. This has been a topic packed with practical insights, and I hope you'll be walking away with some valuable tools for your Business English Toolkit. We began by understanding the basics of requesting permission, acknowledging the other person's control of the situation or resources, and respecting their autonomy. We then distinguished between formal and informal requests, emphasizing the importance of assessing the situation, the relationship with the person you're asking, and the nature of the request itself. We then moved on to exploring some common language and vocabulary for making these requests. Remember, there's a whole range of expressions beyond the simple can I or could you, and using varied language can make your communication more nuanced and effective. We also highlighted the importance of intonation and politeness markers in your requests. A small change in the rise and fall of your voice can significantly alter the meaning of your requests, and softening language like I was wondering or would it be possible can add a touch of respect to your words. Finally, we delved into the cultural considerations when requesting permission. In today's global business environment, it's crucial to understand that communication styles can vary across cultures, and adapting to these differences can lead to more effective and harmonious interactions. And with that, I hope you found this episode helpful and practical. Remember, improving your business English is a journey, and every step you take, every phrase you learn, and every conversation you have brings you closer to being a confident and effective communicator. That's all for today's episode on requesting permission correctly in business English. I've been Rob, you've been great, and this has been the Business English Podcast. Until next time, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.